This is Hit Bull Win Podcast, the official podcast of the Durham Bulls, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Hit Bull Win Podcast. Uh, if you noticed from our little intro there, we may sound a little different. Uh, I'll, I'll start with the obvious. Uh, you were correct. Scott Strickland has been working out. Uh, <laughs> And he sounds a little tremor. I think everybody can. Uh, everybody realizes that. Absolutely. You sound really different. I sound way different because I am different. <laughs> I'm not Matt Suter. Uh, he's gone. Don't know where he went. He's, he's left us. <laughs> he's gone. Uh, no, Matt took another job uh, in the triangle with a large professional sports organization that I've heard plays on ice. Uh, yes. It's a slippery slope, it, though. It is. It is. But no, he's doing great stuff over there. We miss Matt, but I, I will take over. My name is Patrick Norwood. Uh, I'm glad to be a co-host now. This is this is awesome. I'm really, really excited about giving you guys the best product we can give you. We've got a new sound. If you notice from our intro music, got a new sound. We've also got a new look. Nice little logo. Uh, funny story about the logo, Scott. Uh, we are our graphic designer. <laughs> I love this. This is one of this is an all timer. Made a logo, a great logo. You, you're probably looking at it right now. You can look down at your phone, your computer, whatever. It's got a microphone with bullhorns coming out of it. Hit bull wind podcast in big bold letters, which makes a lot of sense to me. Yes. Uh, about one hour <laughs> after this logo was made, we got an email. It was just an advisory email. It wasn't anything. They didn't look at the logo. They never saw it. Uh, that was some advice from uh, Capital Broadcasting about. Uh, great podcast logos and yeah. how you, you don't want to put generic icons in like a microphone. Like a microphone. <laughs> so. That's that is one hour after I updated the logo. Uh, and you know what? We're gonna Here stick we with it. I, I hate being that way, but I think it's a cool logo. I like it a lot. So we'll stick with it. Yeah. We may change it next year. We could change it next episode. Who knows? Who but knows? I like it so far. I like it so far. So if you're a new listener, this is actually season two, episode one of Hit Bull Win Podcast. I think the last one was in August? Is that correct? That sounds about right. August. It got a little busy there. It did. It, it got really busy there. Right. The off-season snuck uh-huh. up on us. It, it really did. Um, well, actually, the postseason snuck up <laughs> on us. Uh, if you were not a Bulls fan, uh, I believe Charlotte blew an eight-run lead. Is that right? And yeah. then the Bulls came back from down three. That was a fascinating day. And, uh, and made the playoffs, made it all the way. Third straight year, they made it to the Governor's Cup Championship. Uh, so that's a big deal, but uh, made it through the postseason, and then like that, it was over. It, it was it was a very very weird off season that snuck up on us very quick, and now we're sort of uh, it's 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 waning. The off season is waning, and we're back. Uh, so again, if you're new to the podcast, this is season two, episode one. You can go back through last year and hear all the great interviews and everything that Matt and Scott. Uh, did and kind of hear the growth of the podcast. That's cool too. As I was preparing for this, hearing how from episode one to episode eleven, y'all got a little bit more in your flow. Yeah, that we I'm kind of figured out what we're doing. I'm going to try to not ruin this year. <laughs> That's going to be my job is not ruining this. Um, but no, so this is basically a human interest and baseball podcast, right? So we want to give you guys an inside look at minor league baseball, not only minor league baseball, but Durham specifically. And we'll talk a lot about uh, the town and the community, uh, the ballpark itself baseball, what we're doing in our personal lives, which I know you guys are just itching to hear about. Uh, so Scott, since they are itching to hear about it, how's your offseason been? What have you been doing personally outside the ballpark? It's, it's been great, really. The offseason is a little shorter than it used to be back in the day. But, but personally, I just weighed in as a part of our inner office February weight loss competition. I'm proud to say I'm down five pounds and 10 pounds since the start of the new year. So 
That's what I've been doing. I've been losing weight, getting down to that fighting weight. Yeah, yeah. Back to the high school days, <laughs> trying to trying to get back in the weight class. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that's good. Uh, I got married this off season, so that was that was a blast. Yeah, planning a wedding is horrible. <laughs> I'll I'll say it. I is it worse than being in one? No, being in one's fun. It, it really is because it's all about you. <laughs> so <laughs> so I I propose a quick story. I proposed last year on St. Patrick's Day. Because I'm that selfish. To the, did she say yes? She did say yes. Okay. Uh, to the point, I'm that selfish to the point where I proposed to someone on a day that has my name in it. Mainly so I wouldn't forget on what day I did it. Mainly so you could tell this story while recording a podcast. While, while doing a podcast, yeah. So no, it was, it was a great off season. Uh, very lucky to be married. Still married, actually, which I know most people find kind of shocking. Okay, so now that the nasty personal bit's over, <laughs> let's talk about the ballpark, Scott. We've, we've had some changes had some announcements, some things go on. Uh, let's just let's dig right into it. Uh, you've got a couple things that I think you want to talk about uh, as far as changes coming to Durham Bulls Athletic Park. Yeah, one of the changes, uh, at least one of the vendors for that, is is texting me as we as we record this. But uh, no, I think that's part of the cool thing that uh, I think all loyal Durham Bull fans that have been around the DBAP for for a long time now, or um, they come to expect, you know. We don't uh, we don't just let the ballpark sit here for five six seven years and not do anything to keep it fresh and and uh, and continue to improve our our fan experience. So uh, we're doing a lot of things this year that um, is always challenging to try to get them all done by opening day. But I'm watching one project uh, being worked on right now and and another project uh, got a little uh, off the ground today. But the one that's gotten the most attention obviously is we are extending our backstop netting um, further down the foul lines. Uh, four years ago, or, or now five seasons, we extended them to the ends of the dugouts. And following uh, numerous trends that most baseball fans are, are well well aware of and, and have read up on um, due to things that have uh, unfortunately happened throughout throughout baseball, we will be extending them down to the ends. And I think that's going to be I think it's going to be really exciting from the operations side. You know, um, being being honest, you get tired of responding to. Um, to radio calls to folks who have been injured by foul balls. Well, and, yeah, and it's scary too for yeah. everybody in the ballpark. The people sitting around them, it's especially scary. It's obviously scary for the people, but it's scary for us too. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 one big takeaway from this is we still want people to be able to catch foul balls, and you will still be able to do that. Uh, we just don't want you to get hit by a line drive. Yes, we want you to catch a foul ball, not get hit by one. Uh, and that's what we'll have uh, to offer to our fans. And that's a lot of a popular question at the box office or on the uh, phone during the day is I want to sit behind a net and, and be protected with my two kids and whatnot. And, and now we'll have even more options for those folks. So uh, there are other exciting options going on around the ballpark. Uh, general maintenance of things. The one project I'm looking at right now is up in our right field corner at Jackie's Landing. A lot of wood that was originally installed um, during the 2013-14 renovation uh, is needing a facelift and getting replaced. And then there are some uh, exciting things to come on the main concourse in terms of maybe additional uh, bars and options for fans to quickly uh, grab an item or two and maybe then go someplace else. Listen uh, to so the So that's words. a little teaser yeah, no, there that we're really excited about and I think will be a great addition to the ballpark. Subtle. Yes. Very subtle. I want to I mention one thing about the Nets to ask you about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people are worried that this is going to block their vision. Yeah. I know... From my standpoint, so I'm the video and digital production manager. Yeah. I'm yeah, mentioning yeah, yeah, for yeah. the first time eight minutes into this podcast. That's my <laughs> job here. I do video, take photos, things like that. Uh, Scott is the assistant general manager, comma, comma 
operations. You've been listening to the podcast. I nailed it. I nailed it. Um, I did my research. But yeah, so a lot of people, me included, were a little concerned about our vision. Uh, there was a sample of the netting passed around in a staff meeting the other yeah. day. I was pleased to see that it will not, it's not like our traditional netting. Key word in that sentence is not, mm-hmm. but not the way you spell uh, it. K-N-O-T. <laughs> There's my subtlety it. again. Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, so the net that we currently have that's still hanging here at the ballpark uh, is what's generally been accepted around baseball for 20, 30 years. Not that much different um, than what it was 20 years ago. And the new product is knotless. So at the corners of the holes in the net, so to speak, the holes that are designed to be there, um, where the net matches up with the next net, uh, or section of net that used to be tied and formed into a knot. That's what you are mainly seeing when you're trying to look through one of those nets. Our new product will be knotless, into where it's essentially just glued together. Um, and so that will dramatically improve. It's the stat that they throw out with it is 95% see-through. So not only are we installing that in the net extension area, we're actually also ripping down the current, the net current nets right. and replacing that section with the knotless net. Um, so there'll be certain areas of the ballpark where you've seen part of the net previously and you will not be able to see any net at all. Um, and that's going to be a tremendous improvement. And so that's one thing that we, we're trying to get out there as well. Is we're not only extending the net, we're also improving the net. And that's not just lip service. That, that's, that's a fact. Yeah, and I, I think... Trust me, for anyone who's concerned about this, my livelihood depends on being able to see the baseball field, <laughs> clearly, right? That is my entire job. Uh, I would, I'm not lying to you. I would not lie to you. If I didn't actually believe this, I would not say it. I wouldn't say anything about it. This is going to be pretty easy to see through, um, yep. it, especially for my big old honking lens that I've got to haul around the mm-hmm. ballpark. Uh, it's, it's, you can see right through it. It's really not going to be um, that noticeable other than the fact that less people are going to get hit by foul balls when they're not paying attention, or maybe they are paying attention, and these are professional athletes. Correct. Right? I mean, a, a foul ball comes in pretty hard. Yep. Uh, so that's that's a big thing. I, I'm glad we, we've talked about that. I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. Again, it's, it's always a lot nicer when you can feel safe and you don't see 16 people running to help right. one person who's holding yep. you know their face. So Absolutely. That's, that's great. That's great. Uh, my favorite thing we released this offseason – uh, is the uh, Copa Knights, the Latina Heritage Knights. Um, our name, our jersey is always a big topic of discussion. Uh, this year we are the Cervezas de Durham. Uh, that is beer. Obviously, if you've been to the ballpark, you've seen the brewery, you've heard about Bull Durham beer, all that. If you haven't, we have a brewery in the ballpark. Yeah. And they brew Bull Durham beer. Um, so that was, that was a neat little tie-in. The thing I love most about it is the logo itself. It's the most it. adorable little beer can. Like, it's it's the best. I love that logo. Uh, the great news is you can buy shirts and hats right now mm-hmm. with that logo on it. I'm plugging this While store. listening. I'm going to do it. Yeah. DurhamBulls.com slash shop. Okay? Ballpark Corner Store. DurhamBulls.com slash shop. And then they have a little tab for you. They've already done it. They've done it for you. You hit Cervezas de Durham. It pops up, and it's got all the hats, all the shirts. Uh, and I'm hearing rumbling, Scott. Of maybe a jersey release. I'm hearing rumblings, mainly because I've got to shoot it, and I have no idea what we're going to do yet. Right. But it's going to be a lot of fun whenever we uh, do manage to get that project off the ground. Uh, but the jerseys, everything, all of it looks really cool. Um, the colors are super vibrant. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're really going to stand out. If you saw our uniforms last year, the classic Malde Ojo, baby blue, navy blue, and red really popped. Uh, 
I do believe we are avoiding red pants this year, um, okay. which I, from what I heard was about 50-50 yeah. with people in and out of the ballpark. You either liked it or you didn't. There was nobody there on was the no fence. Between. No, yeah. no. Uh, it's a very polarizing issue. Um, I, what did you think of the red pants? Uh, I kind of liked them. They're in fun. fact, I did like them. They're fun. I, I liked them. Yeah. I liked, I liked the switch up. But um, yeah, the, the new look, it's a good look. It's a strong look. Um, Joe... Our friends over at Adam and Joe, they uh, he loves that shirt. He's been rocking it it's in a, a lot shirt. of pictures. So it's a good shirt. Shout out to Joe. Uh, I would say it only uh, pales in comparison to this year's shirt. Again, that beer can is that's just a good logo. Yep. That's that's a really good logo. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and Scott, there was one last thing I wanted you to touch on. Uh, actually, that just happened very recently, about a week ago. I was on a plane. <laughs> Uh, hopped up on cold medicine, actually, because <laughs> I had a very bad cold and really needed to make the flight to Savannah, Georgia, uh, to take a vacation. Uh, but here, snow had hit the ground Thursday night pretty hard. How much snow did we end up getting? We got a little over two inches, two inches at of the snow. Ballpark. Yeah, and Thursday night. the field was covered. That's correct. And then Friday, what happened? Take me through morning to evening. I was, I was actually pretty bummed out I wasn't here for this. It was pretty comical, really. I think that's, at the end of the day, what was what was pulled off, but uh, Duke was scheduled, keyword scheduled, to play Cornell uh, Friday starting at 4.02 p.m. television time there. Um, and at 10.30, there was a meeting in shallow right field between the head coach of the uh, 10th-ranked Duke Blue Devils uh, baseball team, Chris Pollard, and then Dusty Blake, their pitching coach, Cameron Brindle, our head groundskeeper, extraordinaire, and and me and uh, there was still two inches of snow on the ground at ten thirty in the morning, and we had a game that was supposed to start at four p.m. And uh, we talked about our our game plan, no pun intended. And uh, Cameron and his guys, we uh, we started to work, and um, we were, we actually really didn't do that much. Like it really wasn't a bunch of physical labor. Uh, we basically drove around for a few hours and essentially tilled the snow to open it up, and then. Uh, Getting snow and ice off the tarp, that was probably the most difficult part. And uh, we ran our irrigation system to help melt the snow. And then all of a sudden, at uh, about 11.30, 12 o'clock, Cameron and I looked at one another and said, uh, oh, shoot, we're, we're playing. Yeah, this, this is this happening. happening. Yep. And uh, I sent a text to Coach Pollard, and all it read was, we're playing. And that was that. Um, and at 4 o'clock, uh, teams took the field and, and played ball. Um, and then that's when the fun began. Uh, Bryce Jarvis, uh, who's a junior pitcher for Duke, uh, excuse me, he's a senior pitcher for Duke. Um, his father, uh, great guy, actually played at, at Wake Forest back in the day. Um, Bryce, that was that was one of those. If you've been to a no hitter uh, or a perfect game, while you're sitting there in that you know that third fourth inning type transition, that's when usually you think, ooh, something's. Yeah. Every, Something's going on here. Every everybody kind of looks up, right, yeah. at the board, and it's it's very subtle. No one, obviously, you don't talk about it. Yeah, don't talk about but it. But you all. can see everyone kind of look at each other and just go, "Huh." Mm-hmm. And he's mowing people down. Right. I mean, there, and there's no a big point to this too is a lot of people ask, well, "Okay, was it was there a diving catch or two? To no, no, no there was no diving catch. Pretty uneventful. It uh, oh hum. To Cornell's defense, a little bit on this, it was their first day outside. <laughs> it was their, it was literally their first game of the year. <laughs> Um, and you know, the old adage of pitching is usually ahead of the hitting, um, that point of the year. Um, yeah, it, uh, 
it, it was it was a dominating performance by Bryce. Um, and I actually didn't realize he had a perfect game until there were two outs in the eighth. I'm texting my family like, oh, he's you know, no hitter through seven. No hitter. No hitter through yeah. eight. Eight and a third. Eight and, actually, he's got a perfect game. Right. And uh, 92 pitches. Struck out fifteen. Now that's pretty hard to that's pretty hard to you know pitch only ninety two pitches. That's well, and strike out fifteen. I feel like any even uh, obviously in a no hitter that's hard to do. Yeah, especially in a college baseball game. Yeah, I feel like pitch counts get driven super high in college baseball. Correct. Um, yeah. And yeah, a, a perfect game. So you went from early that morning, mm-hmm. probably not going to play, probably not going to play, to perfect game in the span of about 12 hours. Yeah, multiple teams in the triangle were not able to to play or chose not to play no. on Friday. Uh, and part of that was because the temperatures were so low anyway. Right. Uh, and and Saturday was was 20 degrees warmer. Right. Um so this is this is a great story just oh we were able to play the game. Yeah. Right. 2 inches right. of snow, able to play the game. That's a cool story. Add a perfect game on top of that. 12 hours after the two inches of snow, yeah. that's that's incredible. That's incredible. If you want to hear more uh, insight as to our head groundskeeper, Cam Brindle, uh, mm-hmm. there was an interview done with him in an episode last year, but was, I believe it was episode eight. Good play. Uh, after you get done listening to this episode, I highly recommend listening to that one. Cam is a great dude. All right, Scott, up next, we're going to talk to Bulls Vice President of Baseball Operations and our boss, Mike Burling. And now joining us, we have the Vice President of Baseball Operations for the Durham Bulls, Mike Burling. How's it going, sir? It's going well. Good. Um, I'm excited to be on the podcast for the first time. For the first time, which I didn't know. This is how much research we've done. I <laughs> didn't know that until this morning. So that's, that's uh, how does that happen? Yeah, I'm, uh, you're a much better host than Matt Suter. That's all I got to say. I've, I'm, I've been surprised, but... But that's okay. I'm good with it. It should come up in the review process. You know what? Yeah. If if he wouldn't have left the Bulls and would I would have, have had to do his 2019 review, a new it would have category. been out without a doubt. We can definitely get on somebody's case at the Canes, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's That's got to be able to happen. Okay. So tell me a little bit, Mike, about the process of starting this podcast because I know it's inception. I don't really know much about its inception. It was kind of one of those things where, hey, it's here now and we're doing it. And it's being produced. I know there was a test episode. Yes. So please take yeah. me through that process. Uh, and Scott, you chime in as well. Yeah, well, so for, for me, so I'm, I'm healthy one day a week. Um, <laughs> one day a weekend, I go running. And I've always just listened to music like most people do. Um, Peter Wallace uh, from our shout, our, out. Our, uh, shout out to Peter in, in tickets. Um, Peter started, started telling me about podcasts. So I just dove into every podcast known to man. So, and I just loved it. I loved everything about it. How many years ago was this? Uh, probably two years ago. Yeah. It takes me a while to get things moved over to the Bulls. <laughs> Peter listens um, to a lot, too. He does. He Peter and I talk about lot. podcasts quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. So I just, I really got into it. And obviously, when, when you're thinking of podcasts, like, okay, what do we need to do with the Bulls? How can we keep putting out more content that our fans want? So I just started bugging Matt, and uh, you know, we started thinking, all right, who would be the best people to kind of host it? Obviously, Matt has that radio background, and, and we thought Scott's personality would be a, 
I'd hate plus. to see the people who didn't make that list. <laughs> <laughs> so that, uh, yeah, that's how I, I just kept bugging Matt. And eventually they had their, um, their first podcast and I thought it was fantastic. And, and we've gone from there. Okay. So what is, so the feedback after the test episode, I, I want there to be a day where we release, like say we ju- this just blows up, right? This just becomes huge. Let's just release the test episode. Yeah. Just I, on a one-off. I thought that was one of the better episodes last year. It was awesome. Yeah, I, I, I was shocked. Because when, when I said this to Matt about the podcast, I had very low expectations. Yes, <laughs> especially with the talent good. involved. That's probably good. Mainly from the talent involved. Right, yeah, absolutely from the talent involved. So when, I was, when they sent it to me, I was, ama- I was, I was pumped. It was, it was fun. It was exciting. It was, it was exactly how I wanted it to go. Good. Did you listen to it while running? I uh, know. I listened uh, in the office. I probably should have. So much for that uh, good story. But no. Yeah. That would have been great. Couldn't yeah. tie it back. Sorry. Gone, gone full <laughs> Six circle. minute mile. Yeah. Just Marathon. Putting on the Bunsen burners. <laughs> as soon as. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about uh, your day today. This is a loaded question, but I think it's interesting because a lot of times you hear like, oh, this person is the GM VP of this yeah. team. How many trades are you making what is, today? Well, yeah. What does that, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that actually look like? <laughs> Yeah, it, it doesn't look anything uh, like what most people think. Yeah, we are not. I'm not sitting in my office talking player personnel. Um, although I do get probably an email every every two weeks from somebody who thinks they can just come to the Bulls, try out, and I'm the person that they should talk to. Um, but no, for me, it's it's you know I, I it's it's just like running a business. It's not. I, I get the sports angle. Um, but we're constantly um, trying to make the fan experience better. So you, know, you think of tickets, concessions, retail, sponsorship, um, the stadium. That's what I love about my job is every day there is a different challenge in a different department. Um, so, so that's, yes, I have a lot of specific meetings over the course of a day, uh, but in reality it's a lot of, a lot of the managers coming in with things that they're working on, questions that they have, uh, and just kind of diving into that. What would you say is your most rewarding element of your current role? Uh, I would say it's, for me, it's the people that I work with. Uh, that's what I've that's us, loved Patrick. about. I, I would you two so. excluded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, you know, you don't, so I've been in minor league baseball 26 years now and you don't stay in this business with the amount of hours we have and and just the craziness of minor league baseball unless you really enjoy the people that you're you're working with so that's and and I really when I was younger I didn't understand that now that I'm old and have been here a long time uh, I really enjoy helping our staff get us to a point to where we need to be um, from an overall operation you have how many championship rings here? So five? I got six, yeah. So six. I got six rings. Got five Bulls and one Rays. Uh, they gave me a AL okay. championship okay. ring. It's vice President Life, right there. That is. That's <laughs> yeah. nice. I don't think the video guy would ever see a ALCS ring. Maybe it probably not. if you did, it would be have a value of about a buck. Yes. 
We got yeah. this from the dentist toy box. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say with all my bulls with my bulls rings, I've never gotten a certificate saying for insurance purposes it's, it's this, yeah. this, this amount. Actual, yeah. yeah. For the yeah. raise I did. So that was okay. yeah, so that was that good. makes sense. So out of those five championships, I'm gonna ask you the tough question, which one was your favorite? A lot of people would default and say it's their first. There's some people yeah, who don't would go say, that route. This this would be tough because this season we had to overcome a lot or the team was just a bunch of good guys. Which one would you say is your favorite year? Um, that's a great question. Put them on the, the spot. Uh, see, I, 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 I'll, I'm trying not to give that answer, but I've, I have had such a great relationship with our different managers over the course of my time here. So to have, you know, Bill Evers was, when I came to the Bulls, I was very young, very naive. You know, he, he set me in my place immediately, which was fantastic. And we developed just a great relationship. So I look at I look at it more as the championships with the people that we shared it with more so than this one or that one. Same thing with Charlie. You know, Charlie with with all the things that you know he was going with with his son. You know, obviously we became extremely co- close. That's when I enjoy it is when I see them. You know, the first time they've won a championship. You know, our most recent one with Rick Knapp. Rick Knapp has been in baseball forever. And he had never won a championship. Was, that was mind-blowing That was to me. cool. He gave a really cool locker room speech that night. Right. Um, just about how this was – I mean, he's been with Verlander. Yeah. Just these huge names, Scherzer. And then he just dropped like, oh, this is my favorite team. Yeah. Period. Never had and won a championship. nuts. That's and, nuts to me. Yeah. And then you think of how spoiled we've been where we have – feels like we have championships every few right. years. And then you have a guy who's been in the minors, been in the majors, and never have won a ring. So, you know – Definitely don't take it for granted how, how lucky we've been. Going back to my previous question, I would also be curious, what, what has been your biggest, uh, your most challenging moment over your 20-plus years here? Because um, you see a lot, obviously. Yeah, there's been, there's been a few both on the field and off the field. You know, obviously, over that amount of time, you think of 2008 when, you know, really it felt like the world was ending. Um, you know, we, we really took that as because we are such a affordable family entertainment, you know, we really looked at that as this is this is an opportunity for us where, where people were suffering that we could, you know, really give them an out when it, when most people felt that, you know, everything was just collapsing uh, from a, the baseball side. And I've tried to blank this out of my world um, and you it. know what year it was. <laughs> don't, don't say it. <laughs> um, we had a very challenging year with some of our players. I'm not sure if I'll get in trouble for naming some names. I guess the big it's one. It's well documented. It is well documented. In national publications. Um, <laughs> Elijah Dukes was a, a, it was an interesting year. We, we, most of the time, our, the relationship between the front office and the players has just been fantastic. One year, which both the Rays and us just tell ourselves we just need to forget. That was a tough year. Uh, it was so bad that we've never tried to dictate to the Rays ever who they should have on the team, who they shouldn't have on the team. We, we know that's not our role but this year, we, or that year, we, we, we got to the point where we were telling them, these people cannot, or this person cannot be wearing a Durham Bulls jersey. And that was really hard, um, just because I've never had to go through that side of it. 
especially when we really don't have a lot of control of it. So it was difficult from a fan perspective because I care so much about the brand of the Durham Bulls. Right. And, and I, I think that's something to be said, too, is here I've worked at a minor league team before in Birmingham. Like the Birmingham Barons have a very recognizable brand as mm-hmm. well. And they do a great job with their brand. But it's this is on a different stratosphere as far as like it's almost like, like an NHL team like respecting your logo. Right. Exactly. Sweater never hits the floor. Don't step on the logo on the ground. Like you just, it just, it doesn't happen. And that's, that's something I think that comes with the prestige and the history of the baseball team itself. But also there's the film. It's a very recognizable brand already coming into the ballpark. Right. Everybody kind of, has at least heard of Bull Durham, but then you get here and you talk to people in the front office and the marketing and the branding. That's one of the things that I really like too. Yeah. It's just how important the logo and the legacy is. Right. Um, and, and most of the time, the, the players have always respected that and they've loved everything about it. Uh, this year, when you, you know, you pick up a USA Today, which is a, a fairly large publication, and you see players talking about the way you're treating them, mm-hmm. that was hard. That was, right. it was not a yeah. good time in my career here. And back then too, we were such a, a much smaller operation, smaller front office. Um, I would even say to a degree, a little more closely knit with the team as well. That, that hurt on a, on a personal level and not just professional as well, which is, uh, that's always hard. Yeah, that's, that's tough. Uh, okay. Let's a little less review, a little mm-hmm. more dashboard. Let's look forward to this season. Uh, we've got a bunch of promo nights coming up, a ton of promo nights coming up. A lot of them have been released. Uh, what is the one you're looking forward to the most that we haven't done in the past? <laughs> So Star Wars night's always huge from a ticket sales standpoint. We know that, right? As far as actual content and just you're excited to see what the ballpark atmosphere is like on X promo night, what is it? And why is it Paw Patrol? So, so the, the problem is, is that we have a bunch of promotions that we haven't released yet. <laughs> <laughs> so my head is instantly going to all the ones that I don't so think. That's a great teaser. I don't it's, think it's we've released yet. a mystery promo night. <laughs> We, we have some fantastic ones that we'll be releasing here in the next couple of months that I'm, I'm just totally pumped on. So we have released Paw Patrol? Yes, I believe so. If not, I'm going to cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> from, what, from what I've heard from other teams that have had Paw Patrol, they're amazed at how... I, my, kids are all, my kids are older, so uh, is Paw Patrol really that cool? I, Do we know? So we went, Patrick, you watched that, right? Know? <laughs> so, no, actually, marketing... <laughs> We had a joke that we were like, okay, we'll just set up a projector screen one night and we'll just crank out a season of pot. Like, how bad could it actually be? Like, <laughs> let's do actual research on this. And then, seriously, later that day, we went up the street to eat at a burger place and it was on a TV. And I watched five minutes of it and I was like, no, I don't, I can't, I don't think I, I can do, do it. A full you got through five minutes? I, I got through five minutes and I was like, I think I get the gist. Can you do nine innings? I think, I think we could, yeah, we're going to get nine innings of content out of it, but it was. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. The, the, the one that's jumping in my head, I know we haven't released. Okay. So I don't, I don't see Paw Patrol, by the way, in our, in the release. Okay, we're cutting so. all of this out. And <laughs> now I'm we glad can, I hey, this, this should be a podcast of breaking news. Yeah. So you just broke some news. We didn't say the date. For the okay. thousands of people that are listening to this. Yeah, we're, we're good. We're, they, they, we're good. Yeah, they got to peek behind the curtain. Uh, Durham Bulls beat writers, please don't <laughs> release this information. How's that? How's that? We'll do Press that. Press box crew. Act like you didn't hear it. Um, okay, I, I know we're, we're still looking forward to the season. Uh, Scott and I just talked a little bit earlier about uh, the netting. So the netting's been, been a big 
point of contention. I believe on Facebook you were called Mike Gerling at one point. Yeah. Which you know it's about to go down <laughs> when they misspell your name and put a phone number on there that I think just goes to the front desk. Yes, it did. Thankfully. Thankfully. <laughs> Shout out Caitlin. That was that's a long day. Uh, so talk to me a little bit about your thoughts on the netting. Scott and I have obviously it, it's a good thing because you want to see people safe. Um, but another thing that I think isn't as talked about is how see-through the netting is now. Mm -hmm. um, that's a big aspect of my job, like I said earlier. So <laughs> right. if it's not see-through, I'm in serious trouble. Um, so that was one of my biggest concerns at first, and then you see it, and you're like, oh, this yeah. isn't actually that bad. So talk about yeah. that a little bit, if you will. Yeah, you'd be, uh, I guess people would be surprised. I know it's kind of a recent thing with, with the netting throughout stadiums, but this is a conversation we have had every off season since I have been since I've been here in 1998. Um, for the Goodmans and, and me also, it's always about safety. The number one thing that we want is safety when you come to the ballpark. Um, so we we have all, we always talk about it. When we extended it down to the end of the dugout, that made the most sense because you know it's it's. We, we still want fans to be able to feel like they're part, you know, they have access to the players, they have access to fall balls. The difference now is the the players are so much bigger and stronger. You know, now you got exit velocities. And in the past, we never knew that. We just, oh, these guys are big and they hit it hard. You know, when you know a ball is coming 110 miles per hour off a bat, and, and you know, our fans will say, well, you know, tell fans to stop looking at their cell phones. That's not realistic. So it's just a different time than it used to be. People are not paying attention. And even if you were paying attention, you just don't have Sometimes time to react. Anything Including a raised prospect right. getting exactly. hurt in a dugout exactly. a couple of days ago in spring training. Yes. yes. So even the greatest athletes cannot it, react that fast. Correct. Right. And not everybody's going to bring a glove. Um, so, you know, once again, we put a lot of thought into it. And we knew we had to do it. But how did we still let the fans feel like they're part of the action? So we're, we're trying to rig, <laughs> rig the netting to where, you know, pregame you can still have that interaction with the players. Postgame you can still have that interaction because we do know how important that is for our fans. Right. And Mike's probably getting tired of me saying this. I know I said it earlier in the lead into this, but our big thing with the netting is we, you, we want you and you will still be able to catch a foul ball. Yes. We don't want you to get hit by a line drive foul ball. We still want you to have that interaction with players, to have that safe feeling behind that net, and also catch a foul ball, not get hit by a foul ball, which is a big difference between the two. Yeah, and, and Wooly Bull has been practiced because this is tough for Wooly. You know, yeah, the, right. the, 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 the go-kart throwing balls, the hot dog launcher, he's got to be much more precise in his launching ability. Yeah. So I, I think that's one thing that – if we can take away from this interview and this episode of the podcast is there's a lot of logistical thinking that goes into every single aspect outside. So for this, for example, oh, we're putting new nets up. Okay, great. How is that going to affect the fan experience? That's obviously the biggest one, but then the things that people probably don't think about, how is promo team going to get down onto the field to run mm -hmm. the sumo challenge, right? Or something like that. What's the best way for Wooly to find out, you know, how high he can shoot his t-shirt can and get it over the net and still create an exciting environment when that occurs. Right. So I, I think that's something that uh, this podcast can hopefully shed some light on is nothing is done here that isn't planned out to a T right. a million times 
over and over again. That, that's a fantastic point because I think fans just think, oh, we just made this decision. Right, and then and, we're scrambling on the back end trying to exactly. fix it. Exactly, and, and, you know, we have to mention the city of Durham. You know, we're just great partners with them. Um, you know, they have to help us make these decisions. They help pay for these decisions. You know, they understand how important this netting is. Okay, uh, last question. Is there anything you want to tell someone listening right now? Just this oh is this is extremely broad. I'm letting you run with it however you can. Oh boy. <laughs> is there anyone someone is driving home from work right now? They have the VP of baseball operations at the Durham Bulls going through their speakers. What are you telling them? So is this is nope. this a Oh, so this is just this wide is open-ended. Open. This is yeah. wide open. This is as open as you can okay. get. Okay. Um I'll take it from a couple different angles if that's okay. That's fine. Um first because a lot, like you said at the beginning, a lot of people want to know what this job does. And I constantly am getting emails from students, people that want to get in sports, uh, you know, asking all those questions about what they have to do. Um, you know, this, this is a, working in sports is incredible. In 26 years, I don't think I've ever looked at a clock, which I know most people do. I've never woken up and said, I don't want to go to a, go to work. You know, it's special, but, you know, obviously there's a lot of challenges with that too, like we talked about with the hours, things like that. Um, but I've, in sports, there's never been more positions open than now. You know, somebody asked me about psychology, they're a psychology major. 10 years ago, I would have said, okay, you have zero chance of getting into sports. Sure. <laughs> you know, now psychiatrists, psychologists, nutritionists, you name it. Um, so if you have that passion and, you know, you should try to figure out how to, how to get into it. If you're a fan driving down the road, um, for me, you know, like you said, I, our, our staff puts in so much time and effort thinking of not just how to get you to come out to the game, but how to, how to get you away from life's you know, problems whether, you know, that's all we're bombarded with on a daily basis is everything that's wrong in this world. Right. The Durham Bulls are what's right in this world. You know, we're very inexpensive. We're, 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 we have a staff who just, you know, all of our fans from, from the first one to the last one, we are constantly thinking of how to make this an enjoyable experience, whether it's a group, whether it's a family, whether it's a, you know, you name it. Um, coming out is, it's, it's about community. It's about fun. And that's what we do on a daily basis. That's what we're striving to do. I know everyone asks us, well, what do you do during the off-season? You just take off for six months. <laughs> no, we probably work harder nope. during the off-season yeah. than we do it's during the season. A lot busier. Exactly. Yeah. So I, that, that, that's the two angles I would take it at. Okay, that's great. Uh, that was VP for Baseball Operations, Mike Burling. Mike, thank you so much for coming on the podcast for the first time. First I, time ever. Yeah, come back in another year. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, guys. I'm excited. You two, you two I, I, I think this is good. Uh, Patrick has a lot of podcast experience he does right. um, Tried to. he's a so, podcast yeah, genius he is so. started from the humble garage <laughs> in an apartment in orlando no okay that's that's another story for another day we'll be right back we're going to close this thing up give you a little bit more of the future of the podcast and then we will go from there Okay, so thank you everybody so much for listening. Uh, right quick, we're going to talk a little bit about the future of the podcast. I know a lot of you are saying, okay, well, this episode was good, but, you know, not 
quite as high octane as some of the ep- episodes last year. Uh, we're going to try and keep these a little bit shorter this year. Okay, starting now, I think we're doing okay as far as time is concerned uh, so on far. this episode. So hopefully, when I take it into post and I edit it, I also feel that way. Mike, Bur- um, Mike Burling's big, shorter podcast guy. He's he's very big on keeping things tight. Yes, uh, he mentions that word a lot, all the time. A lot. Um, hmm. Luckily, I also like keeping videos shorter. Uh, unlucky for me, I shoot a lot of footage that winds up on the cutting room floor. Yeah, I, I've honestly thought about sometimes B roll, B roll. Look at you, industry term with the TV words, TV broadcast. I've honestly thought about just putting just no music, no sound effects, just some of my Play favorite it. shots, just clip after clip. And just posting them. Be like, here. These never made it anywhere, but I liked them here. I'm sure there's a market for that. There is. Maybe not a big market, but yeah, a market. Like six high schoolers. It's like, well, that's really neat. Yeah. Right. That's one of Patrick Norwood's voices right there. Which yeah. You're going to hear a lot of characters. You actually hear a lot of voices. You're going to hear a lot of characters this year, but that's okay. That's okay. It'll be entertaining. Uh, we, we do appreciate you listening. We've got a lot of really cool uh, interviews that we're going to try and plan. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm going to tease one. Maybe a little Brent Honeywell. Mm-hmm. Maybe as we recording as we are recording this, this is his first day throwing off of a bullpen mound in spring okay. training following his second elbow surgery. So, shout out to Honey. Got Did you have you favorite. ever heard this story? My story with him. Mm-mm. So the day I accepted the job, I signed the contract here okay. was the day that it was announced that he was going to have elbow surgery. Wow. His first one. Yeah. I was so bummed out. Yeah. Because not only was he like, like he, I'd been to the DBAP twice when he had pitched okay. that season. Okay. Um, and then I had obviously heard like, oh, he's a great character. Phenomenal. You're going to love him. Like, yeah. so hopefully we can get him on the podcast. I can't yeah. imagine a world where he wouldn't want to do this. Yeah. If he weren't throwing off a bullpen mat, I'm pretty sure we could call we him We could call right him now right now and he would yeah. do it. Yeah. He's so that kind of guy. We're excited about that. We're also going to do, uh, we're going to try and do a bunch of really cool things to give you more of an inside look at the ballpark. We're going to talk to our concession managers and do a food episode. You may even get to hear us taste concession food. <laughs> yeah. Because nothing, nothing better than that. Nothing's going to be less disgusting than that. Uh, but no, we're going to have a lot of really, really cool aspects. Um, I'm going to try and give a little bit of a different take. Uh, as far as marketing and creative is concerned, because that's something that I'm very passionate about. I know Scott's very passionate about the nuts and bolts. I am too, but I also like why you see these certain videos when you do. Why do you see these ribbon boards pop up when they do? Why did we do this this way? How long does it take to create something like that? So you'll get a lot of that info uh, this season as well. And hey, if there's a topic or someone you want us to interview that we haven't mentioned Mm -hmm. already, go ahead and tweet at us. Our Twitter is very active. You can very. even send us a Facebook message, right? We actually have a guy that runs it. He does. Crazy. He does a pretty good job, too. Yeah. He does a pretty good job. Uh, but no, you can tweet us at Durham Bulls, uh, or you can go to Facebook, search Durham Bulls Baseball Club, and send us a message there. Drop off your topic requests, things you want to listen to, uh, You know, maybe some interviews you've got in mind, and we will try our best to make that happen. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. We'll have our next episode coming up sometime within the next couple of weeks. Uh, once we get closer towards the season, they'll become a little bit more regular. But mm-hmm. as we're figuring things out off-season-wise, they'll be a little bit more infrequent. But we will have one within the next couple of weeks. Thank you so much for listening. And Scott, most importantly, go Bulls. Go Bulls. Bulls.